Holy shit, holy shit, Madcaps. Madcaps, it's back. The Miscellaneous Debris Podcast. The Mad Chatter is back. It's all back. We're back, baby. <clears throat> Super excited and ready to go. That's right, that's right, that's right. New season, new theme song, new vibes. Getting it going. Although it may need a little tweaking on the theme song, I must admit. Probably be a little tweaking throughout the, you know, first handful of episodes. You know how I do. It's season three, you know, season three debut. Yes, we are here for the beginning. <clears throat> 2022. And I hope all has been well. And your 22 is off to a great start. I mean, kind of iffy worldwide, right? But, well, I'm sure we'll get into that. But... Yes, hope your 2022 is off to a good start. Uh, I've had a good set of days off here uh, today. Me and the fam, some Star Wars. Yeah, that's Star Wars Day, as we were calling it. Uh, the kids, my two youngest, um, for those new, and trust me, I'm going to catch you up, uh, get you to, up to speed, or, you, you know, just kind of give you a rundown of the show here in a second. But I always throw a little something out there in the beginning. Of what's going on with me because you all care so much but i have a four-year-old seven-year-old very into star wars um lately and so we did a star wars day and we sat around watching star wars while we built star wars legos uh we had a blast i picked out some games never got to the games really because of the legos <laughs> and then at one point we went out and had a lightsaber battle. It was great. We took a, I have one that lights up. I have a Kylo Ren one that lights up. So I'm a little spoiled. But the boys, they just have the normal ones. But we got some of those, uh, you know, the glow stick, the glow bracelet things. Uh, and we got those going, taped them to the lightsaber. So their lightsabers were glowing and we were outside just, it was a great time. Great time. And, it, you know, the seven year old, really wanted to watch The Mandalorian. And I was like, okay, because I've got through a handful of episodes, I needed to catch up on it severely. We watched a shit ton of The Mando today. It was great. I had not gotten to the episode previously with Bill Burr, comedian Bill Burr. Had no fucking clue he was in an episode of The Mandalorian, and I fucking loved it and it's crazy because i'm like i thought he did he hated the star wars and, and but i guess uh his making fun of the star wars is you know kind of what got him the gig apparently so you know it is what it is but it was good to see the mandalorian really enjoyed it i mean just awesome show can't wait for season three i just love me some star wars and by the way any fucking issues people have with Star... Like, I'm pretty diehard Star Wars. But there are some e way more diehard Star Wars people. Than and people have such a hard time with some... I hate this movie for this reason, and I don't like this, and I don't like that. Man, chill the fuck out. I mean, but I'm pretty easygoing when it comes to that shit. It is hard to disappoint me, you know? And I I'm just like, if I have any sort of entertainment from a film, you know... It was worth the watch, you know, and that's how I feel. Nitpicking shit. Anyways, anyways. Just get over it. Just get over it. I'm over you, you know? Hey, fucking. And I love it all. The movies. The books. You get really into some of those, deep into some of the, uh, the, the Star Wars Extended universe? I don't know if it's called that like Marvel, but, you know, th there's a lot of, to the Star Wars lore that some of my favorite stuff is the books on the Sith Lords. That is some great, there's some stuff on Darth Revan, and of course, uh, Darth Bane. There's a trilogy on him. Great stuff. There's a book on Darth Plagueis. Whew. It's good stuff. I love it. Love it. So j just, Get the fuck over it. Star Wars nerds that got an issue with it. At least we're still getting Star Wars. I mean, we could have just had the first three and that's it. And maybe there's some that would prefer it that way. And they can fuck right off. <sighs> ah. 
So deep into the Mando, but have not watched Boba Fett yet. But anyway, I digress. Enough about Star Wars. I digress. We need a proper intro, I would say, for a new season beginning. And uh, because I would say that a new season could and should bring some new ears. So I hope. So for those uninitiated to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast, you newbies. Here we go. <laughs> I'm a weed-smoking, opinion-having, tattooed and pierced-up father, husband, and madman. I love movies, books, sports. When it comes to movies and books, obviously, I love me that science fiction, uh, speaking about the Star Wars. I also love fantasy, so give me that Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, shit like that. I'm a cat person. Yeah. It's not that I don't like dogs. I've just always owned cats, and I'm a rather big fan of cats. And I look at it like some people and their fucking dogs, like, treat them like children. And I mean, uh, cool. a lot of dogs are dumb. And come on, all these people out there owning those little yippy yappers. What the fuck? It, it, just get a cat. If you're going to have something that small, get a fucking cat. At least you don't got to take it outside and be seen walking around with it. Fuck's sake, these little whippersnapper, ankle-biter fucking dogs. Can't stand, can't stand the little dogs. They're so loud. <laughs> Jeez, hurts my ears. But I'm a cat person. I mean, and I do like dogs. I've had a couple dogs throughout my life. Good dogs. But they're overrated, if you ask me. And cats are underrated. Are they a little prickish most of the year? Yeah, yeah. But they're way smarter than they're giving credit for. They're way more protective than they're giving credit for. They're way more, they've got way more personality than they're giving credit for. At least all my cats have. I mean, my sobriety cat, the cat I got uh, a few weeks after I got out of uh, the treatment center. Well, I'll get into that in a second. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I was losing it. But got this cat, my sobriety cat. And uh, over time, she's fallen in love with my wife and my children. And so she's very protective of them. But she's a goofy-ass motherfucker, too. She likes to get high. She, her favorite thing is just anytime me and the wife are hanging out together, particularly, you know, when we're just chilling, getting high, she will seek us out. She likes to be chilling with the two of us, like third wheel-ish, I admit. But she's got to be around. Hermione is her name. Just call her Hermione. Yes, from Harry Potter. That is where she is named after. From Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter series. Another great set of books and movies, I might add. There's, there, there's another series people will fucking nitpick to death. Anyway, I'm a cat person. Cats, I would say, also, I mean, descendants of, uh, like, the big cat. I mean... They're related to tigers and lions. Think of all the awesome fucking cats out there. Meanwhile, dogs, we do relate to wolves. They say, wolves are cool. Wolves are fucked. They run into one of those big cats. Fucked. Yeah. Cats. Cats, baby. But that's some fun stuff, right? As I did mention, I'm a recovering alcoholic. So, hey, your boy, he's fought some demons. Still has to fight some to this day. And I've seen a few bottoms, you know, not as in booties, as in rock bottoms, you know, and not by the rock himself, Dwayne Johnson. No, in a wrestling ring. No, no, no. I don't speak of that. It's a variety of, you know, rock bottom. They can happen in your life in so many ways. But I speak of the ones that are, you know, mostly self-inflicted. I mean, one could argue maybe you're born with addiction. But you got to play your part, right? Self-inflicted. So there you go. Your boy's been through some shit. Has a little bit of knowledge and wisdom. At least... Knows a 
handful of things of what not to do. <laughs> Put it that way. Politically, this is where it gets interesting, right? Hooey. I consider myself independent. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, I think the two-party system is fucking ridiculous. It's archaic. And uh, it's just another example of where the United States lacks compared to other westernized nations. It's, just, it's true. And that's right. I have no issue pointing out my country's flaws, particularly when it comes to one as big as Donald the Cheeto-skinned wannabe dictator Trump. But I mean, universal, free healthcare, free college. People don't think this is a good thing. If you don't think that shit would be good, take a fucking enema to your brain, okay? Snowflake. Because if you look at other countries, this, this shit works well. But see, and you know, some of this shit, if you're a previous listener, you've heard before. So bear with me. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to reach the new listeners so they get a feel for what this is about, what I'm about, what the mad chatter and miscellaneous debris is all about. And this is where I go sometimes. And when I go political, this is the kind of shit I talk about because they've done a great job of dividing. It's real easy when you got two parties, see, because there's just one side and the other side. Just find ways to split them down the middle. And again, I'm independent, but I lean left just because they align more with my morals, with my ideals. I mean, but then again, they do shit. I, to, Joe Biden? Biden, seriously? One of the most important elections in the history of the U.S. Keep the dictator wannabe out of the White House for another four. Yeah, and we go Joe Biden. I mean, I voted because no Trump, but fuck. And he walked into a mess. So I'm not going to fault him for everything, but still, I did. We needed, yeah. Yeah. But again, we're easily divided. Two-party system. And the issues I have with the right are, oh, well, for example, they've been talked into things like free college is a bad idea. Yeah, we wouldn't want people more educated. It'd be a lot harder to spread disinformation, misinformation, and bullshit if we were all a lot more educated. I can see I did it the right way. Went to college. Paid my dues. Now. I'm in debt because of financial aid. And my degree is done nothing. <laughs> because I work at a marijuana facility. <laughs> so. It's fucking ridiculous. Free education would be the way to go. But they, they don't want us all too smart. You know. That's going to be hard to fly. And universal health care. Yeah, of course. People that got money and healthcare is no problem. Of course, they don't want universal healthcare. They'll have to wait in longer lines. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm sorry, things would not be as great for you, but it would mean healthcare for everyone. A lot of selfishness in this country, I feel. But with all that said, I'll keep going. I'm against prejudice and bigotry, okay? I'm pro Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ and whatever other letters they, they want to add on. I'm an ally. And I've spoken a lot about it in my previous episodes. I grew up with a very diverse background. I mean, I had a lot more non-white friends than white friends growing up. And a lot of that was due to my parents. And I thank them for that because, man, I got to see a lot of different cultures and a lot of different family settings. And it was knowledge. 
right? And appreciation gained there. And that's partly why I am the way I am today. And I'm an ally towards minor, for minorities and, and it, you know, the people who get shit on because I know when it comes down to it, we're all the same. All the same. Human beings. That's fucking right. But I continue. I'm a metalhead. Although I do enjoy all sorts of music. And my head, well, it's in the stars. I love the planets, solar system, learning about that space, everything to do with it. I want to learn more. We don't know enough. Aliens. Unidentified flying objects, or as we, you know, are calling them now. Uh, unidentified aerial phenomena, UAPs, the new term. I mean, all that shit. I have a very open mind. Well, at least I try to keep it as open as possible. And, you know, things have not always been great in life. And I've had some very weak moments. But I continue every day to try and learn, to better myself. And I've done that for a long time, you know. It gets easier. Things get easier when you're happy with who you see in the mirror, you know. So that's what I got. That's what I got. I started this pod essentially so I could rant on shit. You know, work on my comedy, but basically just to get speak, get on and talk about anything and everything and find people that might get something out of it, enjoy it. Maybe I make you laugh. Maybe I make you think. Maybe I make you shed a tear. But best believe when I get on this mic, I'm going to bring you honesty, facts, and I'm going to come at it with all the strength in me. I'm passionate about this shit and I'm trying to have fun too because this is therapeutic for me to be honest very therapeutic yes, yes, yes I would say and with that said take a quick break and a quick word from our sponsors and then the ranting will commence <laughs> except for part of that was a lie I know I said it was going to bring honesty and facts that is fucking with you there uh, there are no sponsors <laughs> And previous listeners are probably like, did he really bring that back first episode? To this? Sure fucking did. Now I'll try not to say it next time. But anyway, quick break and we'll be I gotta say a lot has happened since we last spoke the end of the miscellaneous debris season two the last episode and uh you know 2021 the year had come to a close and now we're in 2022 and of course there was the uh you know the January 6th anniversary <laughs> of the Capitol Shay. And to think some actually would celebrate it as an anniversary of, of some sorts, even though nothing got accomplished other than our democracy was put in peril. <laughs> and it, it's funny. Those righties wouldn't shut up about stuff like Hillary's email. And Obama, birth records and shit like that, wouldn't shut up about that. But they really feel like people should let this capital riot stuff go. 
<laughs> but there's an investigation ongoing. Uh, tell me when we lock, you know, any of the important fucks up, you know. Also, uh, did anyone see? There's a, a Reno 911 special. Hunt for QAnon. <laughs> I got to check that shit out. Uh, hunt for QAnon. <laughs> but also, in no laughing manner will I say COVID still rages on. This is fucking ridiculous. And, of course, big man Joe Rogan, who, new listeners, I used to be a fan of. And again, old listeners, my madcaps, my longtime peeps, just hang out. Hang with me. Bear with me through the episode as I bring up some shit that you probably heard a million times because I got to reach these new years. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Thank you. But I used to be a huge fan of Joe Rogan. Appreciate the man's hustle. You know, he's doing UFC, podcasting, stand-up comedy. Uh, You know, I first saw him in news radio, big fan of the TV show. And then on Fear Factor and found out he did comedy and was all in on that. Started listening to the pot. But I always had some issues with this pot. Like, why would he always bring Alex Jones on? Why are you having this fuck? Why are you giving this fuckhead a platform? Like, you really believe in some of this conspiracy theory, uh, Sandy Hook shit? Because it's bullshit, you know? And has Rogan ever had any of those parents on to talk about their views? You just let this ass away. And anyway, I started having issues with that and some of the stuff he said. But, you know, when COVID and all of that hit, it was just pretty ridiculous. Okay. Apologies for that little hiccup right there, madcaps and new listeners. Uh, a bit full transparency here because I like to be transparent. Uh, first, I record this very late at night. Okay, very late at night. People are usually sleeping here. Every once in a while, one of the children's wakes up, which is just what happened. <laughs> so I had to stop recording and uh, attend to the child and then come back to recording. And in the meantime, it lost my train of thought. Now, you might think, be a little more professional, clean it up, edit it. But you see, because of how I record, to go and find exactly where I left off and to come back to it be a little bit of a process. So we're just going to roll. We'll keep rolling, okay? As I tend to do. But I was speaking about Rogan. And uh, thoughts and feelings just started to change on him. Seems to do a lot of interviews of uh, people, you know, uh, that, yeah, of course, people, no dogs and aliens. Uh, lots of interviews with people that, uh, you know, share his viewpoints that will add credence to what he believes and is, is stating. And um, not a whole lot for the opposition. And... When it comes to even just this Robert Malone, there's some questions I would say, oh, you didn't ask him about this. You didn't ask him about this. Um, it was more geared to getting the answers he wanted. And, that, and you know, I know people will point out, yeah, he says, you know, if you're high risk, anything like that, you should get vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. But there's a few things to that. People act like, I understand. It's everybody's body. It's their choice. But if you really are concerned about the collect the collective society, right? Vaccination is a good thing. People talk about long-term effects of the vaccines, but you know what about the long-term effects of COVID? Have you not heard of long COVID? There, there are serious issues with all of this. And people wonder, why do we come with the vaccine? You know, COVID-19 is not like the first coronavirus. We have seen coronaviruses before. This particular one, obviously, is new, more deadly. But it, in this day and age, not out of the ordinary. I, I just, and it is selfish. I'm sorry it is, because 
part of what vaccines do. And, and people want to act again like, oh, well, you can still get COVID. It's, it's like a flu shot. Does a flu shot guarantee you from getting the flu? No. It makes it more difficult for you to get it. And should you get it, it should make your symptoms more mild. That's the point of it. And additionally, things like these, the, the mutations in these variants, of these variants that come about, the reason they get to this point is because they are just chilling among the unvaccinated, mutating, doing different things, you know. This is where they thrive, among the unvaccinated. The more vaccinated we are as a whole, the less likely we are to see these. Th I mean, I just don't. This season, you will be seeing in my show notes, I will be posting along with my show notes. I will be posting sources, links, things that people can click on to go check and see what the fuck I'm talking about. If there's one college education, we'll get you. It's uh, uh, some skills and researching and finding good sources because, to be honest, uh, you got to do a lot of that shit. Writing papers, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just did. So he has this Robert Malone on. And now, and he's known for spreading misinformation. And then there's this panel of 270 doctors that wrote to Spotify saying something should be done about the misinformation coming out. You know, and, and there's people like, there's people that feel like Rogan's doing good work, right? I mean, he's in all the conspiracy theories and things like that. And I used to love conspiracy theories, people. The good old-fashioned ones. There's the moon landing fakes. That was always fun, right? The JFK assassination. Obviously, aliens and the government, all that stuff. But, you know, a, a, this big fucking conspiracy about, oh, you know, a sex ring ran from the basement of a pizza shop, which I, I don't know how many of you have worked in restaurants. I spent over 20 years in, in the restaurant industry, and I can tell you none of them have fucking basements. So I, I don't, <clears throat> I really don't know what to tell you on that one, but it, it seems like a stretch to me, but um, but yeah, there are some people, you know, the anti-science crowd, um, like this year's likely NFL MVP, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. uh, you know, he, you know, he tried to trick everybody with that immunized word, but he was just, uh, you know, Cole Beasley, another player in the NFL, you know, he's pretty loudly anti, and he's not, he claims he's not even anti-vax. He just doesn't want the COVID vaccine. Okay. <laughs> I just, yeah. Um, but Aaron Rodgers comes out about vaccines and COVID rules after he got busted for lying. And, uh, you know, I remember a specific part where he claimed, you know, talking to doctors and this and that, and, and people, well, who's he talking to? He's talking to friends that had COVID and like Joe Rogan. <laughs> head shakes, head shakes galore. And, and then he comes out and says some shit. He comes out and says this. If we can't question science, it's not science anymore. It's propaganda. Like you arrogant, ignorant fuck twat. Like, okay. I'm going to try and spell this out for you. Science is questioned all the time by scientists, not by the likes of you, Aaron Rodgers. What the fuck qualifies you? You get so goddamn mad, so damn mad when people want to question football shit with you. you, you 
If football players in general, you ever played the game? You all ever played the game? You motherfuckers, football players. And I love, uh, I love watching this, some football. Okay, I do fantasy football shit on the side. I do that as well. Hey, shameless part. Anyway, <laughs> football players, come the fuck on. Y'all hate when people who have never played the game or whatever. When they try and analyze what the fuck's going on, y'all don't like that. But some of you are steady sitting here questioning science when oh, I would like to know your qualifications in the scientific field. When it comes to virology, where, 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 where are your qualifications? Where's your knowledge come from? This asshole calls himself an independent thinker, but really it's like, in the toothpaste commercials, when they say, uh, you know, nine out of ten dentists recommend this toothpaste. That's got probably some good fucking toothpaste. And the one dentist is probably a crazy fuck who has a deal with, like, the Walmart brand toothpaste because he's got some Walmart toothpaste brand stock or some shit like that. I don't know. I don't know. But Aaron Rodgers is the independent thinker he claims to be listening to the one crazy dentist pushing the shitty toothpaste. He is. The majority, I mean, we're democracy, right? So like we vote, the majority wins. Like the majority of doctors are saying, like, look, look at the science, look at the facts, look at the data. We're telling you this is, this is what we should be doing. And then there's some out there for whatever reason, bucking against the truth. But this, it's, an, it's amazing to me how the misinformation spreads and how many people buy into it. Again, nine out of 10 dentists recommend this particular toothpaste. <clears throat> And we got a whole lot of people believing the one crazy guy. You, you know, I just don't. Scientists question scientists, asshole. <laughs> I mean, excuse me. Let's be clear. <clears throat> Anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers. It's the reason COVID's still a fucking huge problem is it's your fault. Mostly your fault, yeah. Again, variants thrive among the unvaccinated, meaning people, uh, had they not been so selfish and ignorant and got the damn shot, we'd likely be in a much better spot. But too many listened to Trump for so fucking long, who has kept it up himself, white people can't get back. Now he's on the white people can't get vaccinated. Is essentially what. Like, hey, one of these Trumpers out there, Saint Fuckchop, who uses urine therapy. That's his name. This dude named Christopher Key. He has this site called Vaccine Police. <clears throat> Very vocal anti-mask. Travels around the country being, uh, you know, giving anti-mask speeches and whatnot. Um, just a fucking asshole and an idiot. And, uh, he is now saying you just, you just drink urine to cure the COVID. Yeah, yeah. COVIDians reign supreme. They do. <sighs> but enough about COVID. We got to pay some respect. We lost some good people. Between the end of 21 and the beginning of 22, we lost John Madden. Great football coach, voice of a video game. Really, voice of football for a generation of people. Who else? Sweet old Betty White. I love me some Betty White. I had to go back and watch that thing with her and Ryan Reynolds where she's just being so vicious to him. And then when he starts to bite back a little bit, she acts like sweet old innocent lady that's getting run over by this asshole. And obviously, people such as a uh, good old Sam Bullock come to her defense. Good video. But, uh, and I bet they were feeling like, hey, it's about time, given the state of things. Um, 
But as you know, some people believe this comes in threes, and we also lost Bob Saget. And, uh, you know, they'll all be missed. But Bob, a bit younger, I don't think anybody saw that one coming. Like Betty, John, expected at this point. But Bob, by all accounts, a better human than an entertainer. Now, no, I never met him, but he was this amazing dude. As a dad on Full House, he did America's Funniest Home Videos with the stupid dad jokes that got everybody in trouble. But then he was this raunchy stand-up comedian and, you know, all-around generous good guy. So it's a shame. It's a shame. <sighs> they come in three. It comes in threes, they say. I, I think my mom is one of those who believes that. Oh, and by the way, newbies. Uh, you'll hear plenty about my mother uh, throughout the um, she's something <laughs> I love you mom anyway enough said we'll be back in just a second to close this motherfucker up alright Close this motherfucker up to end this mad tea party. And, uh, you know, get on the road. Get on the road. Not really on the road. Just going to get some sleep. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> but, um, you know, something else that had happened recently, um, I didn't mention in segment two, and that's there was that huge eruption from the underwater volcano near Tonga. Now, caused massive tsunamis uh we hit we got waves here on the west coast um but it's it's it was just an insane you see the space view of it the view of it from space and it's just like holy really like i said i'm a big space nerd my head's in the stars i love this kind of stuff on that necessarily underwater volcanoes, but just everything about space and viewing things from space. And really, when you see that explosion from the view from space, it really gives you a better idea of just how fucking insane it was. And uh, it it reminded me because I had just watched something recently um, on the Science Channel. I'm a big fan of the Science Channel. Uh, I love that Discovery Plus uh, because I love the Science Channel. I mean, it's it, it, it's a good way to watch BattleBots, and I love me some BattleBots. But everything on that fucking channel I enjoy, basically. Um, but they had this special on Yellowstone, and it would be pretty catastrophic if that thing blew. You know, I mean, I don't think. I mean, I think that's pretty much stating the obvious. I don't think there's too many people who didn't realize that pff, if that does go, then we're in some shit. But it really, whew. I used to live in Iowa. I now live in Colorado. When I was living in Iowa, I would have been safe. At least from the initial stuff. And a little more sketchy now that I'm here in Colorado. I'm a little closer to yield Yellowstone. But yeah, that thing pops off. We're in a world of shit. World of shit. And, it, you know, it gets me thinking about climate. And it, really, any of these big weather events do not. And not that every single thing is tied to climate change and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But still, I mean... <laughs> You can't help but think about, I mean, the possibility of all the crazy weather events we could get because of climate change. You know, again, 
that fucking doomsday glacier, the Thwaite Glacier, I believe that's how you pronounce it, Thwaite Glacier. I mean, imagine that thing fucking breaks off. It's going to make the sea levels rise. And if it takes the surrounding fucking glaciers with it, I mean, we could get up to 10 feet in water rise. It, it, it just, it's insane to think about. And that could happen within the next handful of years. And it's, it, it, you know, it's crazy. There's still plenty of non-believers, though. That it, you know, it's more anti-science, more anti-science. You got fucking flat earthers out there. It, it's just crazy. It's like there's a set of us, human beings, that have decided to regress, to go, you know, not evolve, but to devolve. It's, it's fucking anti-science movement. It pisses me off. It goes back to fucking Aaron Rodgers. If we can't question science, fuck off. Fuck chop. I really, this is people. Really just bothered the shit out of me. But anyway, we're going to kind of let that go. Because you know what? As I mentioned, I also uh, love the world of sports. I love the world of entertainment. So we're going to get a little less serious. Have a little more fun. You got the fucking NFL playoffs. We're down to eight teams. Down to eight teams. So in the AFC... And it's okay. You, if you're not into sports, you can hang out for me. I'm not going to break it down like a sports show or spend 20, 30, 40 fucking minutes talking about it. But just a little football chatter real quick. But feel free to move ahead a few minutes if you'd like. <clears throat> Back to foosball. <laughs> down to eight teams. Wild card weekend is over. So on the AFC, you got the Bills going to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. This should be fun. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, insane quarterback play, fun offenses, points galore. This should be a blast. Then you, on the other side, you got Bengals going to Tennessee to face the Titans. Bengals are a lot of fun, young team. Yeah. Great time watching them. Tough task. Going to play Tennessee. Tennessee's a tough team. Been through the ringer this year. Injuries galore. And you know what? They're getting Mr. Derrick Henry back. The beast of all beasts, Mr. Henry is. And he's going to be chugging it up and down the field. Hopefully the Bengals can hang in it with their high-powered young offense. Let's see if they can do it. I'm excited for that one. Then on the NFC side, got some pretty good matchups there too. San Francisco 49ers, the only road team to win this weekend. They went and beat the uh, whiny Dallas Cowboys. They are whiny because all they could do after the game was whine about the referees. <laughs> and I was kind of rooting for the Cowboys this year, but you don't give me that shit. Ah, ah. So they took out the Cowboys. Now they go to Green Bay to try and take out fucking Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And you know what that means? You know, uh, for this week, I am a big, big 49ers fan. Let's go fuck Aaron Rodgers up. You know what I mean? Let's uh, take down the pack. Whew, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm hoping it happens. Hoping it's coming. And then you got the Rams going to play the Bucks. Let's go Rams. Let's see the Rams, who looked mighty good, taking out the Cardinals on Monday Night Foosball, just destroying them. Odell Beckham's got to feel pretty good. Finally gets a playoff win under his belt. He's finally making a bit of a difference. And I like the Browns, but he wasn't doing shit on the Browns. So it's nice to see him getting involved, making some plays. And, of course, Matthew Stafford. They traded for the guy, and they're like, hey, be better than Jared Goff. And for the most part, he has been. And uh, he was excellent. Excellent. So if they can keep that up, they got a shot at old man Brady and the Bucks. And I know they just cream pot the uh, 
Philadelphia Eagles, but uh, that was that was a rough one for the Eagles. That yeah, they they wasn't doing much, so they're gonna get a much tougher challenge in the Rams coming to town. So I'm gonna throw out some predictions. Yeah, you know what? I'm taking the Rams to beat the Bucks. Get old man Brady out of here. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? The 49ers. I'm picking them to take down the Packers. Yeah, that's right. Get Mr. Independent Jackass Aaron Rodgers out of here, too. Yeah, get them fuckers out of here. Let's see a nice, you know, another divisional go between these two teams, the Rams and the Niners. Let's see that. Let's see that. And then, on the other side. Hmm. Hmm. I'd really like to pick the Bengals over the Titans. But I can't do it. I can't do it. Because I just feel like Derrick Henry's coming back and he's going to run all over. It's going to be crazy. So, I do believe, as much as I would like to pick the Bengals, you know what? Fuck it. It's it's not like I'm, you know, making any wagers here. It's not like this is a football podcast. I'm picking the Bengals. (laughs) And the Bills. Bengals, Bills, AFC Championship, Rams, Niners, NFC Championship, four teams people probably did not expect. And knowing me, it'll none of those four teams will make it. It'll be Bucks, Packers, Titans, Chiefs. So, but yes, looking forward to some more foosball. And then early on in the year, January 4th, also my wife's birthday, more important. But that's also the same day as Wrestle Kingdom. And if you don't know, just just a little bit about me. Uh, I mean, I've already given the new listeners plenty about me. But I do like the pro graps, as the kids call it, these days. The, the, this days, this days, these days. Boy, I, I went quite a bit in the podcast, into the podcast without, uh, you know, fumbling all over my words and shit. Did pretty good on the day, on the season three debut. Did pretty good here, man. But anyway, newbies, you'll notice I make mistakes. I don't try and pretty this shit up, edit it. You know, I get transparent and I move right along and I'll make make a joke of myself. I laugh at my own expense. It's okay. You got to be able to laugh at yourself sometimes, people. But as I was saying, progress, as the kids call it. I do love some progress. Oh, now, now it's just going to be like a snowball. I'm just going to have a shit time talking the rest of the fucking pot. Get it together, chatter. (laughs) So I like some pro wrestling, but I do not like WWE. I just started to get away from it because the writing was so terrible. And as a writer, I found some of it just offensive. And then when it comes down to it, just, uh, you know, as a person, Vince McMahon sucks. You know, and there's just a lot of shit in there. I'm not going to get all into it, but, you know, it was easy to get over WWE and not watch that because I had New Japan Pro Wrestling and then AEW came along. And I love the hell out of both of them. Excuse me. But uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is my shit. And they just had their big event, their WrestleMania called Wrestle Kingdom, January 4th. But they had some issues getting... Some of their uh, non-Japanese wrestlers there due to, you know, I mean, COVID and, and restrictions in Japan and things like that. And and uh, so they, you know, they didn't have their full slate, their full roster, you know, for the show. And uh, really, it didn't seem to matter. The main matches killed it like always. And, you know, all you can say is that some of the undercards, some of the smaller, the lesser matches... You know, they just weren't at quite up up to par. But, uh, you, you know, the top matches, they delivered. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Fucking Kazuchika Okada is the man that did. Whew. You know, he had, he had a you know, year or two where he was just, uh, you know, seemed like he was kind of flying under the radar. Didn't seem like the same old Okada. Oh, but man. Full force of Wrestle Kingdom. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've finally been getting caught up on some TV. Oh, and I do want to add, 
as a pro wrestling fan. I'm not also not big in the UFC. Now, part of it, I must admit, is uh, a little bit because, you know, fuck Joe Rogan and fuck Dana White. And, you know, I'm not a big Jake Paul fan and the, you know, fuck the Pauls too, really, when it comes down to it. Uh, but I do think it's funny how he's making a shit ton of money boxing. It's pretty, pretty incredible. And not only that, but he's calling out Dana White and like, hey, I'll retire. I'll retire and I'll fight Mr. Connor. I'll do all that if you start paying your fighters a better wage. Like, what do you say to that? If you're <laughs> I guess that happened a while back. I didn't really see if he did respond to that. So I have no idea where that's at. That was a while back, but came to my mind with the UFC. But uh, I just, part of it is I don't like the crowd, but I also, somewhere along the line, because at one point I did watch UFC, but way back in the day when like Tank Abbott was running around, remember that crazy fucker? Oh, shit. Uh, So it's not like I've never seen it, was never into it, but I also think it hit a certain point, certain age, something, a certain point. And maybe my sobriety had something to do with it. I don't know. But you get to a point where it's like, I just don't like seeing people get fucked up anymore. Like, there's a great way to explain it. When I watch football, like, you get those just massive, crazy hits in football. And, you know, you're just like, oh, oh my God, did you say that crazy shit? That's how I used to be. But nowadays, I'm just like, oh, man, I hope that fucker's brain is okay, dude. Because he got derailed. You know, it's not as entertaining. It's more like, oh, cringeworthy, you know? <laughs> so I get, I don't really care to see the UFC because I don't really care to see a dude just go, ooh, hit the ground and, you know, see some scary shit as it is in football. So, yeah. yeah. And I actually do enjoy watching martial arts in general. I've dabbled in some, well, I was actually pretty good at karate way back in the day when I was younger. Um, and then I got out of it, but uh, I've kind of dipped my toe back in the water once with Kung Fu. Currently, I'm getting a little bit into ninjutsu, really, because I'm going to be honest, up front, peeps. I would like to be a ninja. Or at least have some of the skills of a ninja, if you know what I mean. Because they're awesome. I just say that, yeah. You know, kind of like the Ninja Turtles, you know. I don't know if you could really say they're full ninjas. I mean, they certainly, I don't care what the movies say. Them fuckers can't move. Uh I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? No, thank you. You're welcome. I, I mean, did, did you people hear me ask for her? I don't believe I asked for her. Did you hear me ask for her? She just came out of nowhere. Thank you anyway, Siri. (laughs) Okay, then. Or there's a ghost in my machine. Something's going on. Anyway. She totally fucked up. I I don't even remember what I was talking about. UFC and all that shit. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Thanks, Siri. (laughs) I am finally getting caught up on some shows. I mentioned The Mandalorian. Um, I'm a big fan of Stephen King. The book, The Stand, one of my favorites. And they did uh, a TV miniseries on it uh, years ago. Had Rob Lowe in it. Um, Man, who else was in it? I mean, he's probably the the main one. Oh, Gary Sinise was in it. That's right, that's right. Molly Ringwald, trying to think. Those are probably the most popular. Anyway. Is very good. If you don't know the stand, check it out. But in 2020, actually, which is kind of ironic, they came out with a new, a new series, uh, you know, mini series, nine episodes long, and uh, I got into that finally, and that's really good. It's a little bit different. Um, it's a little bit different feel, but I dig it nonetheless. Uh, his dark materials getting back into that. I still really need to get to Squid Games. I have to get to that. Um, 
especially because there's just so much shit coming. I mean, Peacemaker is coming out. And during the fucking Monday Night Football game, they were showing previews for that Moon Knight. Now, I'm not familiar, really, with Moon Knight. The name rings a bell. I know I've heard of this particular character before. Don't know shit about it. But man, does it look good. Man, does it look good. I'm going to have to check that out, too. So, but hey, hey. That's one of my New Year's resolutions to, you know, watch some more stuff. And really, I, I can get away with doing it at work. I mean, they let us have our headphones and shit. We'd be listening to stuff anyway. I could just throw something on my screen. I think I might start doing that. Could probably get pretty caught up on some shows if I use my work time to do it. Seems so ridiculous. <laughs> Just to get paid to sit there and play with weed and watch TV, that would be great. Anyway, speaking of uh, New Year's resolutions, it really is an odd thing, the New Year's resolutions. You know, it's it's you think if you really want to change something about yourself, just do it. Why is there this rush to get things done? You know, at the beginning of the new year. And uh, really, the, I, I found a good article. It's uh, from the History Channel, actually. It's on history.com. Um, but it's been around for thousands of years. So I'm going to just give you some history. The ancient Babylonians are said to have been the first people to make New Year's resolutions some 4,000 years ago. And before I continue, I'm going to keep all my sources, links, everything is going to be in at the end of the show. But this particular, well, let's, I guess we've got to scroll down to the bottom. This particular article is by Sarah Pruitt, okay? History.com. Okay, but let's get back to it. So 4,000 years ago, They were also the first to hold recorded celebrations in honor of the new year. But, see, for them, the year began not in January, but mid-March. This is when crops were planted. So they signaled the planting of the crops as the new year. And so during a massive 12-day religious festival known as Akitu, the Babylonians crowned a new king or reaffirmed their loyalty to the reigning king. They also made promises to the gods to pay their debts and return any objects they had borrowed. These promises could be considered forerunners of our New Year's resolutions. If the Babylonians kept to their word, their pagan gods would bestow favor on them for the coming year. If not, they would follow the gods' favor, a place no one wanted to be. Now, a similar practice occurred in ancient Rome after the reform-minded emperor Julius Caesar tinkered with the calendar and established January 1st as the beginning of the new year, circa 46 BC. Named for Janus, the two-faced god whose spirit inhabited doorways and arches, January had special significance for the Romans, believing that Janus symbolically looked backwards into the previous year and ahead into the future, the Romans offered sacrifices to the deity and made promises of good conduct for the coming year. And for early Christians, the first day of the new year became the traditional occasion uh, for thinking about one's past mistakes and resolving to do and be better in the future. And so, you know, this is very similar to what we go through. And this is a very good article, by the way, if you want to check out the rest of it. Even though I read like half of it. <laughs> but it is kind of interesting how this all started. And it makes sense, you know. A new year is a new beginning. And it is a good time to say, hey, this is when I need to look back on the past year. And think about what I need to improve on in the coming year. I so when you think about it, it really is kind of a useful little tool to kind of help get you going on self-improvement, you know, particularly if you're not one that doesn't do a whole lot of it throughout the year. Now, I try and work on myself throughout the year, but I take advantage of New Year's resolutions. feels like it gives you an extra kick in the ass. And I know the joke is everybody's made a thousand 
Well, people do it for a few weeks and they go right back to this. I've had some I've done that with, but I've also really used it to boost myself. So one of mine this year, resolutions that is, is to get a passport for me and the family, because I swear, if Trump becomes president, <laughs> I, I can't take it. I mean, but what's going to happen? Because Biden ain't fucking done enough to make people happy. So unless they get some sort of powerhouse to run against Trump, there's some real danger there because, you know, you look at all the voting laws that are going to make it harder and harder for people who would probably not vote for Trump. It's going to make it harder for them to even vote. You live in a red state, better check out uh, the voting laws. Should do, should do. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's some scary thoughts. And, you know, I am very anti-Trump. I've been so for a very long time. But during that election, and I'll be honest with everybody here, some listeners have heard me speak about it before, probably. And I don't know how many times I've said that in this fucking book. But it's true. In the 2016 election, I didn't vote. I didn't vote. I was mad. I didn't like Hillary. I didn't like Trump. And everybody thought Hillary was going to win. And I wish I would have voted and voted for Harambe because I heard that was a thing. Man. I would have gladly spent my vote on her, but didn't realize what was going on. But I refused. I was like, I'm tired of this country. Again, going back to my my theory towards the two-party system. And it, like, really? This is the country I live in. These are the assholes? These two assholes. These are who you're giving me to choose from? Damn that. Damn that. I'm over this shit. It was the first time I ever did not vote. And then Trump won. And I was like, okay, well, surprising. <laughs> but I guess people really want to try this dipshit out. Okay. And you know what? I said, I'm going to give him a chance. I want to see how it goes. And uh, it wasn't great, right? It was not great, <laughs> to say the least. So, you know. But the, the, there's some things within that where, yes, I was now vocally and just, you know, 100% all against him right from the beginning. It was a few months in when I realized, oh, this isn't good. And as time went on, obviously, <clears throat> now, now. And then you start, I, again, as kind of someone who's into history. I was going to school because I was going to teach history. Now I changed paths, but at one point in time, I was going to be a history teacher. I know some shit about history. There is too, too much dictator behavior in Mr. Donald Trump. And you can fuck off if you don't see it. Maybe you don't care because you're up Trump's ass. But if you care about democracy, if you care about liberty, all that shit, you don't want this motherfucker back in the White House. He's going to fuck shit up. Because he does not give a damn about this country. He gives a shit about himself and his buddies and trying to, you know, become some elite legend. And now my goddamn computer I took a break from recording previously because my computer fan was going, I don't know what's going on. I never used to do this before. It would occasionally do it if I was recording to several other people. Other other people, but never by myself. So I don't know. Anyway, all I'm saying is we got to get a powerhouse to run against Trump if he goes yeah. Because I previously suggested wrestlers because, you know, there's a whole idea of the rock and, and, you know, Trump, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I mentioned, like, The Undertaker and, and some ideas for why he would be a good one. Uh, because, it's, you know, everybody knows who the fucking Undertaker is. But I think you could go several different routes, you know. You could go the laid-back route. Keanu Reeves, you know. 
Tell me, do you think this country would benefit from some youth in the White House, Mr. Reeves? Totally. I, he could totally handle it. For fucking sure. I mean, if we really want to crank up the race war, um, we could talk Shaq into it, you know? <laughs> Snoop Dogg? I thought about Snoop Dogg, but Shaq, because that man is huge. He's a fucking giant. How many dudes are just sitting, you, you know, eye level with his dick when they're trying to talk to him? I mean, there has to be a lot of people that just be staring at his dick or maybe his belly button when trying to talk to Shaq. The dude's fucking huge. Can you imagine who, again, who's going to fuck with us with big ass Shaq Daddy as the prez? I'm just saying. We'll go with Michelle Obama. I mean, that would drive Trumpers so batshit crazy. <laughs> They'd be so mad. Oh, man. But I think my favorite candidate would, uh, would have to be the Hispanic cleaning lady from Family Guy. I mean, think about it. She's female. First one of those. That would be great. First female president. She's a minority. We're reaching lots of people here, right? And uh, she's a cleaning lady. So she, she connects with the blue-collar folk. She cleans for some wealthy people. So she knows how to deal with rich assholes. And she's got no problem saying, no, 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 no. So I think she would be a wonderful president. That is it. Okay, you're right. I've lost my goddamn mind. The madness is taking over. It's time to go. My computer's making noise. Hey, yes, it's time. Wrap this up. Let's end this tea party. It's been a good episode one of season three. Good day. Let's go ahead and close it up before anything else crazy happens or goes wrong with my equipment or anything like that. Uh, uh, welcome to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast. And thank you for joining. I, I really mean it. Thank you for joining. It's much appreciated, whether you're new, newie, a newbie, an oldie, whichever. I appreciate you being here. Mag Cats Unite. Oh, we're going to be in for a good, fun season of the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast. So, do not forget, stay safe, stay strong, and, uh, you know, stay mad because all the best of us are. That's right. That's right. All right, everyone. And hey, until next time, my friends, take care of yourselves. Bad cheddar out. <laughs>